What is going on, folks? My name is Barely Allen, and welcome to yet another commentary track here on Barely Allen's Comic Book Cove. Submitting ourselves in nerd culture is what we do on this show to just try to make it a little bit more exciting during this apocalypse. We try to find random nerd cultures and, you know, record my experiences here. And in addition to that, we've started doing movie commentary tracks. And we did our first two already. We did Boondock Saints and Boondock Saints 2. Really good series to do together, I felt like. And definitely some interesting ways to look at it after so long. Uh, some, of, some of the language in there is not exactly the um, most politically correct. But be that as it may, still... Very good movies, ones that I've loved for a long time. Um, some of those hurtful words aside. So, we... I had the idea yesterday. I asked and someone said they wanted to do some with me. And while that works at the moment, I'm trying to do some of them solo. So, I figured why not do another kind of franchise. And why not go for the big boy? So, everybody and their mother has a Disney Plus login right now. So, it is so easy for us to watch through most of those MCU movies. Uh, the only one I'll have to acquire is the one that we're supposed to watch tomorrow then, which would be Incredible Hulk. So, the, uh, the order that I found for watching through these is what I've used the last couple times I've watched through all the mo Marvel movies. Um... And the place I found it uh, called it the uh, Spaghetti Order. And I super enjoy that phrasing for it, like that name for it. But And I think the reason why they call it Spaghetti Order is because it mostly goes in order regularly. It does flop around a couple times. But the ways that it flops around, the uh, end credit scenes connect. So Iron Man, you see the, the uh, Avengers scene... Leading into Iron Man 2. Hulk, you see the one that leads into Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2, you see the one that leads into Thor. So, you just like, the way that the order goes is, for the most part, in order. But it more focuses on connecting the stories that way. And that makes sense, because then you have Guardians of the Galaxy. Both of those movies at the same time. Whereas, if you put it before Spider-Man or after Spider-Man, you know, after Civil War, it doesn't make sense to watch the next Guardians. Or before Black Panther, it doesn't make sense. So, I really, really, really am partial to this order. Um, and if you are not a, if you are a Disney Plus customer as well, the movies that you'll need to find other copies of for this are Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man Homecoming, and The Incredible Hulk. So, I am going to be purchasing The Incredible Hulk myself tomorrow, which is a kick in the face, because I've already bought that movie before, and no one should have to buy that movie twice. No one. Not a damn person. But anyways, um, we are gonna, might as well get started here, because this is two hours of a movie, and if I want to keep chatting, I can chat during the fucking movie. So, uh, without further ado, I'm pulling up Disney+. Plus. I have the movie, the movie already open. 
on zero seconds pause with the black screen showing. And we are going to go ahead and get that started in five, four, three, two, one, go. All right. Paramount Pictures. Done by Paramount, picked up by Disney in its later incarnations. The, the series has definitely seen its way around. And MCU has been attempted for a while before this, while not necessarily in this way. Uh, the first Iron Man movie script came from Stan Lee in 1996. So, Iron Man had been working on for a while, and I think Tom Cruise was attached to that project at that time, potentially, whilst they were trying to. Always such a good intro to this movie. Such a fun scene, and then going back from it, and the way that they build up to it again. Oof. I... John Favreau absolutely crushes this movie. I... I'm very happy with his directorial choices. That's power, bringing a drink into a Humvee. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Just like, this is really the first deviation from him after his issues with the exception of like Charlie Bartlett. I think Charlie Bartlett might have came out before this. Same time. And the change of his character um the his character goes back and forth um and the way he evolves throughout it is done very very well. What? Why am I lagging? And the bombs hit in three, two, one. Now, I just had to call off where we were with it because I lagged for a second. Of course, that's what happens. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, man. Being brought down by weapons of his own creation. Just... Oof. No joke, though, I'd stay in the Humvee. A lot more protected.
Even so, how quickly his shit circuit's getting rid through the bulletproof armor and everything. Which is probably what his stuff's meant to do. Looks more like John Hamm there than Robert Downey Jr. Fun fact, uh, Terrence Howard was very excited to work with Robert Downey Jr. There's a Ten Rings reference there in the background, actually. Uh, that's what I should be pointing out. Um, the Mandarin was initially slated to play the villain in the movie, but uh, John Favreau finalized that they should have him in a sequel with an altered tone. So Ironmonger instead was the vil Ironmonger was the villain instead. Very very good. But yeah, the little uh, the flag behind them had the ten rings symbol. This movie, in general, is so well cast. The casting director for the MCU did a fantastic job. I mean, having uh, Terrence Howard as Rhodey, uh, he was really good in this in this one. And honestly, like the the change that they had worked when they had their change. Um. I, I love Terrence Howard and Jeff Bridges as Obadiah Stane. Just some of the best casting in this movie. Legitimately, like, I, if you ask me my opinion, which you didn't, but you clicked on the commentary, so you're going to get it. Um, the Terrence Howard needs to be the roadie that... He has early on in life that needs to be the roadie that kind of kicks him in the pants and oversees him becoming a better person. Whereas uh, roadie in the later movies is the best friend role more so like the, like the fun best friend, not the mean best friend. So I just, it works out for different points of his life and Marvel makes miracles happen with anyone. Always working. John Favreau is happy is so good. Oh, man. Especially as we keep getting further and we get to Spider-Man Far From Home. Oof. Happy's too good in that. Him dealing with no Tony and carrying on of the legacy. Mm. Man. Y'all are going to get me crying in some of these later movies. <laughs> mm. The Caesar's Palace. Fucking beautiful. It just gives up the award and everything. Like, doesn't care about it at all. Huh. 
and oh, this roadie would never say uh, th this roadie would never say Tony Stank would never be cool with calling him Tony Stank for a while. <laughs> Such a good smooth talker. I'd absolute w great way to get everyone hooked into the MCU, and it's a smart it's a smart way to start seeing the success that DC had with Batman. You know, having that person that could be a a person like the closest to the real person. It adds this entryway into and then more so then people are like wait no I want the superheroes like I want Captain America with them and Tony Stark pulling it off as always <laughs> I was looking up Easter eggs for this movie just to try to get like a base list for them. And every list I found had like four. So I am watching this movie super intently to try to find other ones because Jesus Christ, it's gotta be more than four, you know? <laughs> Especially Marvel movies as they continue are, are riddled with Easter eggs. So, Pepper Potts, like the, 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 what she has went through with her treatment of Tony to still like him after all that. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, no, I, uh, I definitely enjoy her, her story of liking him and not liking him. And see, at about the, at this point, you're like kind of naturally not even thinking about the explosion anymore. You are and exploded. I feel like is kind of meant to remind you of that a little bit, but like you you forget about it for a bit there. <laughs> Incredibly overpriced the way to get uh Tony Stark to do anything. 
Just let him know that it's incredibly overpriced and he is all about it. Hmm. I imagine that's the sweetest you can kind of be to someone when you're a self uh, when you're a self-absorbed billionaire. <laughs> uh, wait, not you now. Let's go. Oh, man. Tony Stark. I just... He's got to be a shithead in the beginning to really appreciate where he goes. Not just throughout the whole movie series, but even by just the end of this movie, you know? <laughs> you can't have sashimi without sake that's the way to fly i would not trust any flight that brought me sushi but ooh, ooh, ooh. damn that's what i want we're not drinking trashed <laughs> Stewardess is dancing. Fucking stripper pole just came up out of nowhere. <laughs> like fucking uh, uh I would pay an exorbitant amount of money to fly with the fictional character Tony Stark one fucking time. I feel like that's something that Robert Downey Jr. could offer for people and you know, like sublet a thing and just give them the Iron Man experience once every few weeks. It'd be fun. Such a good sales pitch. Like, he's just an absolute natural salesman. Hmm. Not even a weapons person myself, and I'm ready to fucking buy one, you know? Like, he does such a good job of presenting this. Here's a quick benchmark. He just fired the rocket. We are at 1532, 1533, 
<laughs> um, now the <laughs> with that leg, I want to make sure everyone's on the same place. And you know, it easily happens with stuff like this. You know, you got to pause. Maybe I got to pause at some point. So just every, every once in a while, I can keep people updated on what time we're at. Dude, uh, Rhodey would have been f murdered if he went up in that, if I ended up going in that Humvee with him. So, like, I mean, maybe Rhodey might have protect him, protected him, but chances are, especially with it being a terrorist organization and how quickly they went through all the other people that were part of that convoy, that he would have... He would have been taken down, so. What a harrowing experience, like. This is so unimaginable to most of us, and like, oh god. How is that not what you notice first, you know? Like, you pull the thing out of his nose. How do you not notice the fucking heavy weight that's on your chest instead and the leads coming out of your body? Done so well. Yet another moment where you have to kind of step back and let them talk. Let them say their piece. Because delivered so well. Might I recommend if you guys are going to be partaking in anything, you do so during the movie because I am.
sie. The experience of them being in the cave here is such a good eye-opening one for Tony and absolutely needed. Like, there is no way you can tell this movie necessarily without this experience, without him going in the cave at all, you know? It's it's required, especially now so, to be, a, be in film and a successful story now. You need that that darkness. Oof. And, uh, man, like, th there's got to be a point where you have to kind of know that your stuff is being used in this way. That that the, it's It's got to be going to both sides. Uh, this can't be your first insight into it. As clueless as you may be as how to your company runs, you can't be that. You can't be that, you know aloof about it. Mm, the Jericho. <laughs> so good. No, he won't. No, he won't. Oh, man. This planning that he does is so well. But yeah, if anyone's looking to partake during, uh, definitely do so because I'm going to be doing so partially too. So don't uh, don't judge me, and I won't judge you. How about them apples? <laughs> this is a very important week for you. <laughs> you imagine having to try to translate Tony Stark listing off his demands because he does everything so rapid fire. <laughs> mm mm mm. Good old Tony Stink. Seven different languages. The Ten Rings. Whew. And I love what we end up getting from the Ten Rings and the Mandarin in 
Iron Man 3 being so wildly different, but Tony Stark being just enough of a compromised time in his life to where this is, that's like one of the biggest challenges is this actor, essentially. Mm-mm-mm. Good movies. Oh, boy. Absolutely like watching him work. Which you kind of have to for this movie. Um, because you have to be able to pull off these montages as well. Otherwise, they won't look as well. miniature arc reactor so clever to build that in this cave this way and the way that he pulls it off just I mean then even his reasoning for needing to do it <laughs> I feel like Jensen had to know the moment that they were doing this that this was the sacrifice. See that line, that's how you know that he knows. Yeah, I'm going to 
run my torch here real quick so i am going to mute my microphone but let it keep running so we're all still in the same place so uh don't mind my silence for a minute and a half here instead enjoy the construction in the meantime and the sounds of Tony Stark building something to save his life. Thank you for your patience. Mm. Such a good figurehead for the Ten Rings at this moment. They, he he does his part very very well. Very very well. This is so intimidating as he walks into the room. This kind of shakes you and makes you oof. <laughs> like he thought going up on a terrorist leader was going to go smoothly. <laughs> Fucking Tony Stark. Mm.
Ooh, looks so slick as it came out of the water when it still had that sheet of hot water over it. Not as it's drying now, but like when it came right out, the slight look of it. Ooh, that look cool. <clears throat> what I like this is this is very much very similar to the first suit that Tony Stark made in the actual comics while not in a life or death reason like he actually ran around in something that looked like this so <laughs> this this look is such a good little I feel like this look in, in itself is a bit of an easter egg um and it wasn't on any of the lists. What he's yelling at him is, where is that man? What are you doing? What are you doing? Where is that man? Where is he? Open the door. What are you doing? Initialize and enter, I'm assuming. Initialize and start. <laughs> Fucking Yin said. Wasting them all and like doesn't save any. Like he could have wiped out some of them at least and made it a little bit easier for Tony, you know? John Cryer looking terrorist in the front. That was an actual translation, by the way. I looked at it. I looked it up yesterday. <laughs> I love the evolution of Stark suits throughout all these movies. Like I'm just realizing the more and more what he can do. 
Because I'm sure the whole time he was making this, he was imagining how much better he could do it at home. And then even so, afterwards, when it falls apart, he's like, all right, now if I did it this way, though, and I had the pick of my, I, I had whatever I wanted to do, who this could have been the most badass suit in the world. Like, I, I'm sure he critiqued it that much in his head going through it and ended up enjoying what happened so much more. I have an energy drink sitting in front of me, and I really want it, but it's not even 11 a.m. yet in my recording time, so I feel like I shouldn't have it, so it just sits in front of me, and I'll let it tempt me. <laughs> Why do you get so close for it? Especially when someone's covered in metal like that, you don't even try to find a soft spot. Like, I would have went, like, I would have held that pistol up, especially because he wasn't even paying attention. You could have shot it, like, straight into some flesh there and done some damage to the guy who is crippling all of your ranks. I wish some of these same terrorists would have been in number three. That would have been fun. <laughs> See, look at it. That's like... That's not as good of protection there. And legit, I would have put my gun in right where his fucking helmet is because there's got to be some parts where he's like all right this part isn't the best but it's not as easy to get to anyway so i'm not as worried about it in this primitive suit oh god they just like they if they really tried they could have taken him out i feel like and they didn't really try Oh, he's mad now. <laughs> you pissed him off, lady. This is in Jay and Silent Bob reboot when Iron Bob shows up. <laughs> I'm Jay, and this is my hetero life mate, Iron Bob. Oh, shit, Marvel's going to sue somebody. I fucking love that whole exchange. Flamethrower is such a basic component, and I don't think it's a component that's in any of his suits beyond this, because I think it's just kind of what he was limited to, and he's able to figure out the arc blasts and what have you. But, oof, the, the death and destruction coming out of Iron Man's fucking wrists is great.
And I feel like Ironmonger was the Ironmonger was the perfect villain to start off the MCU and Iron Man because it's you know that's what we that's what we end up liking for a first one is that parallel and you know kind of their big nemesis essentially. Uh, that's why I like Flash TV show went with Reverse Flash right away. Uh, why Batman goes a Joker, like it's the people that are the most parallel to them. Even though if we were going in Batman world, I'd say Azrael, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. Hot take. I think look. I think Rhodey would have kept looking until the day that he died for Tony Stark in those in that desert. Legitimately, because this has been like a week, and Rhodey's in one of those planes. So like, Rhodey has not let himself live it down. The fact that Tony Stark is missing, and I think he would have looked for fucking ever. Oh, there ain't gonna be a next time. Weapon shit is done. I love everyone's reaction to it, because, like, Tony could definitely find other things to produce very easily. <laughs> I love their banter and their rapport. Always so good. Three months. So they said a week earlier on. So, actually, fun story about the cheeseburger that he ends up acquiring. Because, as you'll notice in just a moment here, when he walks out of the car. Burger King. <laughs> um, so the burger story, uh, he wants an American cheeseburger, uh, the story was inspired by real life events a little bit, um, uh, 
He specifically thanked Burger King for helping him get clean back in 03. As the uh, story goes, he was eating a cheeseburger from the chain in the car, in his car, which was full of drugs at the time. And the burger tasted so disgusting, it made him rethink his life and dump all the drugs in the ocean. Of course, his character's epiphany is a bit of a different scenario. But very well, uh, nice little nod. Ooh. He put his hand on his shoulder that is the reason that he slinged up. Come on. You're better about this. You're better than this, Obadiah. Get their questions. Delivered so well. Like his his revelation, you actually believe it, and yeah. And I like Obadiah trying to trying to fix shit here. Duh, Tony's back. <laughs> and yep, no more Tony. Keep picking up that energy drink and then putting it down and deciding I don't want it yet. <laughs> so that's the internal struggle that's going on over here. It's so cool looking right next to him. That thing looks so awesome. Okay, Rody. 
I wonder if the sling is partially a cover for that to keep that covered up. <laughs> like, I, oh man, the target that you paint on your company's back when you start making that suit for yourself, like, and we've watched that target be exploited many, many times, but still just the, just the, how often it happens. Oh. Fucking mad money. <laughs> no warning for what she's about to walk into like just just tossing her straight into the fire hey help me <laughs> Who told you it was a roadie or pepper? Roadie or pepper? I want to see it. Okay, roadie. <laughs> That is irrelevant. <laughs> what do you mean, operation? Why is she doing this with a ring on still? Huh. Feel like that ring would cause problems. <laughs> so fucking rude. Fucking ring in the watch and everything. What a rude. <laughs> oh man, just disgusting and not done right. No. Oh. 
It's true, though. <laughs> I like this AI clicker. Ivan's the name of the villain in the second movie. Fun. Terrence Howard's such a great actor. I wish they would have taken him out and given us a new Rhodes at least, like explained the change instead of just being like, yep, new actor, deal with it. I like when they try to explain it and things like that. Uh, like Hot Tub Time Machine 2 is a pretty good one for that. Um, yeah, I just enjoy that stuff. Jarvis says, uh, um, Paul Bettany said this is like the easiest gig that he ever had because he just showed up one day, recorded a bunch of lines, and that was it, and got paid a bunch of money. And Tony Stark made, shit, what was that, 50 or 500000 for this movie. Kind of a low amount considering the success that it ended up spawning. But I'm sure he was handsomely compensated for all the other ones.
Yet again, just good working montages. Just does them so well in these movies. Which again, you have to. <laughs> I think it'll do it, guys. I'm pretty confident. Oh, yeah. Definitely achieved lift. Ooh, man. I want a Stark mug. I've decided I want to collect all the fun coffee mugs that I see that are like branded in movies that are in movies or TV shows. Like, I want CC Jitter's coffee cup from Flash TV show. Stark Industries mug. Looks dupe. Dupe. There's some Ray's Pizza, also recommended to Buddy the Elf by Santa and uh, Elf. So, fun little carryover. <laughs> oh, for me, for me, he said, Oh, good old Tony Stank. Obi. <laughs> uh, Ironmonger. He's ready. He wants that suit. I would have started with like half a percent after that 10% debacle. Oh no. Oh no. This scene always hurts.
So I want to know how he controls that now. Is it based off of how much he moves his arms and stuff? Oh, here we go. Painful. Just roasted all of his cars. Oh. There you go, figuring it out. You gotta tighten up your body. You can't be all loosey goosey for that. You gotta be tight together. <laughs> Tony starts screaming at the fucking thing. Uh, always good. This is such a good HUD. Moving parts are very Michael Bay-esque. Michael Bay has actually said that this is his favorite of the Marvel series. So, hmm, probably why. This scene alone just makes me think of Transformers. Oh. I'm lagged. Alright, I lagged again for a second. I'm at 102, 21, 22, 23, 24. And he just turned around. It's up in the sky. Face, end face. That's where we're at. Stupid internet. Stupid Disney Plus on a stupid desktop. Wonder if there's a way I can download these ahead of time and just watch them that way then on here. Because I don't want to go through the whole effort of doing it on like my tablet or my phone. It's just a lot. So, this is fun kind of parallelism. The ice buildup is like a parallel and an opposite to Icarus. Icarus flew too close to the sun and burned, and he is instead freezing as he tries to push his limits farther than he's able to go.
<laughs> oh man. Absolute terror as you're sitting there free falling though. Would she like gotta build a suit that can tank that kind of fall too where it won't jar you. <laughs> Fitting. Oh man, them poor cars, that poor house, that damn piano, that beautiful looking piano that he had. Oh, just hurts your soul to watch that part. <laughs> oh, Pepper, you kill me. <laughs> Some people that are not quite as good as Tony Stark trying to figure out how this goes together. <laughs> not imagine being able to work on stuff the way that he does and I mean as we know moving forward to eventually figure out fucking time travel so good stuff <laughs> oh, yeah, everyone just like, we definitely not expecting to see Tony Stark tonight. And Tony's like, that means them bitches is seeing Tony Stark tonight. <laughs> mm. Could you imagine just handing that car over to anyone to drive and park for you? Could not. Oh, Badiah's like, they only swoon like that over one person. Oh, Stanley. I think that's going to be every episode. It's just going to be me going, Oh, Stanley. 
<laughs> oh, Tony. Causing all sorts of problems. Wouldn't have it any other way. Ah, <laughs> oh, Phil Coulson's so good at his role and absolutely love him moving forward in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after he is quote-unquote killed in Avengers. The way that they work it off in there, so good. And as it goes on further, oh, so good. Just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., great. <laughs> Fucking Pepper. Tell him no. Tell him no, no. Yeah, that's right, because you, you wanted to dance with Tony Stark. Their chemistry, those two play it so well, and that kind of makes them like the mom and dad of the Marvel Universe, even when they didn't have a kid until the very last movie that Tony Stark was in. It just, I, it's, they're the mom and dad of the Marvel Universe, totally. <laughs> oh, Pepper's catching feelings. At least three olives. Oh my god. Did you just drop a fucking 50? Yes, we have heard of it. 
that is from the very beginning. At, oh, God. Poor Yinsen's uh, sacrifice ends up being for nothing, it turns out, because his hometown can't even be safe. And here we go. We have the great deliveries from... Oh, man. Obadiah Stane just crushing it. Jeff Bridges, like, fucking born to play that role. And every role he's ever touched. So good at it. Yeah, Terrence Howard was excited to do this movie because he's a big fan of Weird Science and loved Robert Downey Jr. in it. Which, who didn't? Robert Downey Jr. was awesome in that movie. So good as a bully. Alright, I'm doing it. I'm opening this energy drink finally. That red and gold look is so sleek. Though I feel like he should have done them in alternate colors as well. And had some of those for when he was feeling different modes, moods. Because is that not the most Tony Stark thing? Like I could see him running around in like a blue and silver one. Or a fucking onyx and gold. Oof, man. He could have some dope color schemes for when he's feeling certain ways. Even one of his iterations of Spide the Spidey suit ends up being more gold than red and golden red than red and blue. Like he's just all about that golden red. I might be confusing that with the game for one of the Stark suits, but those were all pretty movie accurate, so I guess we'll see. He's like, hey, can I use them flight stabilizers this way like I've been hoping? I can. Cool. So, like, obviously in this suit there's not going to be a weak, spot, weak point necessarily that you can try to attack. See if we can see one here. Yet again, like by the neck area there, if he legit wasn't paying attention or was super preoccupied with something else, you could definitely get a weapon there in that little area. So, not impervious as everyone thinks. God damn, you could take a Semtex and literally just stick it right there and decapitate Iron Man and that's the end it is also 
practicality of that actually happening or anyone being able to attack that small area. So I understand, like, the loss. And if he didn't, if he covered that area entirely, I don't think he'd be able to move as easily as he does until he gets the nanoparticles. Oh, uh, looking a little funky. I had a couple seconds there where I almost paused but didn't pause. Audio kept going the whole time. We'll see. I'll let you know. 1702, I feel like now Marvel should take all these deleted scenes and just like fucking touch them up and add them in on Disney Plus for everyone. Like, make them movie quality and just add them. And that's my thought process. <laughs> Such a cool suit. Went to Savienson's hometown. Huh. Huh. Good for you, Tony Stank. Blast marks and everything just literally got like smacked out of the sky with a missile. This is like the epitome of how everyone uh, envisions themselves playing video games where they're kind of RPGs or fighting style games. No one ever defends. They let all the hits that come in just end up hitting them and they just attack straight on. <laughs> I feel like that's Iron Man definitely reflects that. <laughs> definitely it's not us, sir. From weapons development. I think that him and Tony had like the exact have like the exact same background, just different ways with it. And less money. For Roadie.
Just <laughs> fucking. <laughs> uh, Whiplash 1 and Whiplash 2. Nice little reference to who he's going to be fighting in the second movie as well. We had the Ivan already as well. At that point, I wonder how much of that was him trying to correct his flight pattern and how much of it he's just like, Jarvis, get me flying again. That is the old Invincible Iron Man theme song. <laughs> From 1966 cartoon. <laughs> Stand down. Here he comes in to save the day. I feel like that's Whiplash 2 that said that, not Whiplash 1, but anyways. Saved his life. <laughs> oh man, them suits though.
it's not that simple. Continues to make it that simple. Jeff Bridges has such a good air of villainy around him in this movie. Like, the way that he plays it is so is done so well. straight their bullet holes. He just went and saved the world. He's gonna get a few bullet holes along the way. Oh, he's pissed. Tony Stank strikes again. I just got the news that Alex Trebek passed away. Sorry if I was distracted. Damn. Who cares about ruling Asia? Everyone wants to rule America. Because they're stupid. We're stupid and subservient. He just wants to rule fucking Tony Stark. Oh, buddy. Such a dastardly device. <laughs> oh, Obadiah Stain here to here to wreck everybody's day. He's the perfect mix of bad guy and uh, CEO, big money kind of guy. Like, that's. He's such a good mix of the two that he just plays that dastardly role so well. 
I love the ethics that he puts behind his war profiteering, essentially. Um, I'm kind of seeing how people feel that way about that stuff. It's why War Dogs is a really good movie. I, I like that movie a lot, too. Because you're watching people who are doing it not quite so legally and just trying to make their buck. And then the ethics ends up being like, the biggest playing factor for him with it. I keep missing Cap's shield. I don't know if I have it just like looked away at the wrong point or what have you, but it's supposed to be somewhere here. Knowing my luck, it's one of the times that my thing buffered on me. I keep saying lagged, but it's buffered. Just like all of a sudden I'll hit a point where my video starts to get real choppy. The audio keeps going and then I get the little wheel for a second. But I let you guys know when that happens. Obadiah Stane can be seen with a Ten Rings tattoo on him somewhere. Or, a t or no, uh, his necklace is a Ten Rings necklace. Why would Obadiah keep pictures of Tony's cars on the computer that he utilizes all the time? And, oh, God, she could have done this at a better time. Like, maybe when he was in fucking Afghanistan with the Ten Rings terrorist group instead of doing it at this scary time. Why are you bothering even playing that now? Because, like, anyone could have heard that. Mm. Such a high-tension moment. Pepper's usually not very chatty anyway, so I feel like this is a... She's playing it off pretty well, but he's got her. Hook, line, and sinker. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
I love Pepper's rise in this company because she definitely deserves it. Doing all the legwork for Tony for practically everything while he just has the ideas. Like, he's more happy not running the company, essentially. Like, it belongs in Pepper's, where he doesn't have the, the, not the responsibility, but the, the, the commitment that it takes. Instead, he can live his best life other ways. Such a very good, just so good all around. Absolutely love the play in this scene. <laughs> fucking pepper freaking out for a good reason has every reason to be nervous in that situation so funny reference earlier in the movie tony stark said that a kid looked like uh said that he loved him in a christmas story when it was the kid with glasses and that is ralphie actually from a Christmas story right there that is hanging out with Obadiah Stane <laughs> currently. And as you know, for, from watching, uh, Oh man, from watching Spider-Man far from home, he's got a bigger role that comes back later in the series, which is really good. And, oh man, I just absolutely love this scene as well. This is the price that, this is his learning his lesson to be nostalgic and keep things around. Because, like, while it's not necessarily nostalgia that saved him, it kind of is. And I feel like it definitely uh, serves for him. The tech is what makes them all so dastardly. Like, anyone who has access to the Stark tech, oof, man. They have everything else. They, they have everything at their disposal. Like, I, it just he has a device to pull out his arc reactor on top of the paralysis device. Like, oh, man. Does it so well. 
just the reliance on tech showing proving to be scary in this instance. I wonder if that like burned off any cauterizations for it so he could pull it off right out. I love how bulky that is in comparison to what we keep getting as it goes on. Like, it, he ends up getting it down so much smaller. But, like, it's just so bulky. Ooh. Ooh, man. You want to talk about a mini call to action? Like... Further on calls to action. That's definitely one for Tony. Like, you saw it in his eyes. Something just like, he's like, oh, I look forward to killing you later. <laughs> Here we're going to have one of the basis of fun, one of my favorite roadie memes coming up. And I will definitely point it out because it cracks me up every time I see it. <clears throat> At this point, afterwards, you have to have like 47 fucking... Uh, of those things around all the time, which I think Mark 47 is the latest that we find out that he's up to in number three. Oh, look at that. The dummy's saving his life. Look at that. Learning all these lessons of being sentimental. He just like he he hates on that dummy the whole time, and that dummy legit just saved his life. It's such a bad idea to build it off of Tony Stark's pieces, too, because he's going to know most of the the ineffectiveness of it. He's going to know what doesn't work with it, and he's going to be able to exploit that. So that's just such a bad idea on his end. Huh. He 
Yeah, I don't know why anyone would allow Pepper in on this arrest, like, to be there with them. This is bad on Phil Coulson's part. Bed shield, bed shield. Just spray with a little spray bottle. Because, like, puts her at immediate danger. And she's walking in first. Like, come on. <laughs> it's not going to pick the lock. It's going to blow the damn door. Oof. You got to have something as good as Tony Stark's ship putting it all on him. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> you see that, and then it's grayed out. And it says last online 12 years ago. <laughs> this is one of my favorite memes because, you know, we didn't get wrote. We didn't get Terrence Howard to return as Roadie, unfortunately. Um, but again, at different parts. Uh, Don Cheadle does amazing when Tony Stark is a reformed person already and has already went through a lot of these changes, whereas Terrence Howard is the one that kind of has to snap into reality and be the bad guy a lot. Oh, it is bigger. <laughs> Don't you worry, Pepper. Bigger. Again, why still let Pepper be in on this? Like, you should have had an agent take her the fuck out of there immediately. And I feel like that's not protocol. Now, granted, S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't run quite the same as every other organization, but pretty fucking close. And I'd imagine putting a civilian in harm's way is against their prime directive, you know? <laughs> oh my god coming out of the ground like that ooh such a good looking scene and Jeff Bridges again just dastardly as all hell so good at this. I 
and this final encounter actually doesn't end up lasting that long. Like, this final encounter is almost over already. See, like, first thing you do is you pull out them bars that are behind him. Because they're honestly, like, holding his arms together, it looks like. Oh. Uh, so much damage to his chest plate for nothing. It's the problem with vigilantes, you know? You never know which, when they're good, especially when they're just starting on the scene. They just have two robot men that are fighting in the street, and one of them's holding your car up in the air. You know, granted he's trying to save you, but you don't know. Oof. Come on. Do it, Tony. The smaller suit is better off. <laughs> oh, man, like. He's legit. That that wastes so much power. He's flying like a rocket. icing up like that already. <laughs> oh boy. Fucking got him. <laughs> Hell of a fall. You just gotta like keep doing them stabilizers the whole way down so you don't pick up too much speed so you don't literally just bore through shit.
<laughs> Come on, pull them things out. I actually don't remember if that's how he gets them. And flares being the thing that saves them there. Still not even the thing that's hoping. Lost his faceplate. Tony. Come on, Tony. The comparison of the two suits, the bigger isn't always better. I like that this is kind of a a theme that runs through this. And the shield. There we have our first version of the shield that he uses that we see in Infinity War when he's fighting against Thanos. This is like the first iteration of that big drop-down shield that he gets, which is awesome. <laughs> Fucking Obadiah. done for what kind of damage does that do to not only the ozone but the atmosphere in general any stars that are in its way like that's a powerful fucking blast that could do some they could do some work maybe it's just because i'm thinking too much of uh umbrella academy where they broke the moon but i could do some work There we go. The destruction of everything tied to Obadiah Stane, especially Obadiah himself. And we don't have to have the moment where it's like, do we do we try to save the bad guy or not? 
Oh, it's on. He made it. So we got one more fun little Easter egg coming up here before credits roll. Um, one thing was like, yeah, I am Iron Man. It's supposed to be from the song Iron Man. Uh, that picture, that grainy picture of Iron Man there that's on the newspaper was actually footage that someone got in 2007 when the movie was still filming before any trailers or anything had been released. So that's kind of why it looks so grainy. <laughs> mm, good old Iron Man. I absolutely love his just he because he, he's going into this and he's planning on you know just saying what they tell him to say and just swept up in that moment he's like nope i am iron man it's only something that i can hope that uh peter parker pulls through in the you know in the next spider-man movie because he has been outed for being spider-man <laughs> so fantastic I think we're going to do my little commercials while the credits are rolling here because do my you know tuck my way and after I finish that we will just forward up to the post credit scene watch that part together and then be done. So this has been a fun movie to watch. I'm excited to watch all, God, what is it? 22 movies that are part of the MCU. How many, how many is it? Let's see if it's 22. Twenty-three, if you include Spider-Man: Far From Home. such a good way to end the movie he's just <laughs> he ends up <coughs> <clears throat> he 
he ends up being gold every time that he goes in front of them. So done very well. And such a fun little animation scene here to cover over these initial starting of the credits, which fits in with the theme of this movie. Uh, and definitely the big theme of this movie that we find is weapons and technology. And that's kind of the same in the next one, too, is weapons and technology are the big underlying theme behind it. So um, they do very, very well on that. And what I really like about Marvel movies is every Marvel movie appeals to a different person. Like, there's there's something in... Every, there's a Marvel movie out there for everyone. Even for people who are, like, nine about the Marvel movies. There's something out there for them. And I, I love all of them because I just love comic books and superheroes. So... And if I'm doing commentaries, why not do this? This is fun. I, I like sitting around and watching a movie. Hopefully with other people. I hope you guys are sitting around and watching them. Um, so good. And he, we have credits. Okay. I didn't know if it was mid-credits or end-credits. Because sometimes we got the uh, end-credits there. Um I want to thank everyone for coming out to yet another movie commentary. I enjoy sitting around and getting to do this, and I hope people are enjoying them just a little bit. You know, get, get a different take on watching things. Learn some things. Enjoy it with someone else. Like you're sitting around watching it with friends. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming out. I really appreciate that. Tomorrow's movie will be that The Incredible Hulk movie. Uh, that'll be a fun one to go through. Definitely going to have to figure some stuff out. Or maybe we'll just skip it. Who knows? It's not even the real Hulk. So I don't see that one as connecting to the grand story at all. So maybe we'll skip that one and just move on to the next Iron Man movie. Anyways, thank you for coming out to this. I do a regular podcast as well if you're on the any of my podcast site, you can see the ones that aren't labeled commentary tracks, where it is me talking about nerdy stuff. I deep dive into nerd cultures, uh, currently doing Power Rangers, and today I'm doing my uh, season two of Umbrella Academy episodes. So we have some fun things there. If you are, excuse me, if you are 420 friendly, I do a... Uh, YouTube live video every day at 4.15 p.m. it seems, unless I say otherwise. Uh, 4.15 p.m. Central Standard Time, called A Token Guide to Surviving the Apocalypse. The apocalypse has been the death of many things, and I'll be damned if I let it be the death of smoke sessions. So join us in adapting the smoke session for 2020's apocalyptic standards. A lot of fun. Sit there, we talk about random stuff. I'm interactive with the chat when there is one. And we're going to start having guest stars on that show very, very soon, once I finally get that figured out. Anyways, thank you everyone for joining us for this. It's been a lot of fun getting to getting an excuse to sit around and watch a Marvel movie. Because, I mean, I'd find a reason to anyways. And this is just such a good one. Alright, so we still aren't fully through the credits here um but i will go ahead and give my fun fact beforehand so we can all just appreciate the end credit scene 
in silence. So Brian Michael Bendis, very good comic book writer, uh, was hired to write dialogue for Nick Fury at the end uh, for this post credit scene. And Brian Michael Bendis wrote out about three pages of script of Nick Fury talking and... They ended up picking and choosing the best lines, and instead of including it in the regular movie like they had initially, initially planned, they made this post credit scene where he approaches him to tie into the other movies. And such as it had started, a tradition was born of post credit scenes for all of these movies. a nice little fun fact. And why don't we go ahead and fast forward here to the post-credit scene because I've run out of things to say to y'all. It's been a long two hours. Uh, so we're going to go ahead, we're going to get forward, and it should be in a few seconds here. I'm at 204, 56, 57, 58, 59, 205, 01, 02, 03, 04. You should be lined up now. The final bits of the credits are going up to the top of the screen. And here we are. God, could you imagine coming back after all that fucking nonsense? Your place has got to be destroyed, even if you've had people coming in to fix stuff. Ha! He did come part of a bigger universe. So little, so worth it. Just, you have now become part of a bigger universe. So symbolic for where we ended up. And hopefully it was with that intention that that was said. Anyways, thank you guys so much again for coming out while we watched Iron Man together. Fun, fun movie. And I would like to... Formally welcome you back to the podcast tomorrow for the next commentary where, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to just go to Iron Man 2 tomorrow. So, skipping uh, Incredible Hulk. So, anyways, thank you very much, folks. I appreciate everyone of you for coming out. Uh, look forward to my other stuff. Subscribe, like, follow, share, follow me on Facebook. All the good stuff. The links are going to be in the description for the show. Thank you very much, and have a great rest of your day.